Hello, Horror Fanatics. I'm Frank. And I'm Jen. And we welcome you to our weekly podcast, Oh, oh the, the horror. horror. Thank you for joining us. We dive deep into all things horror, supernatural, scary, and downright creepy. If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe, or follow to add us to your regular rotation of podcasts. You can also submit any ideas, comments, and suggestions to our email address at oth at seriouslydecent.com. You can check our podcast website out at ohthehorrorpodcast.com and catch up on the back catalog, check out the bios, connect to social media presence, even connect to your favorite platform of podcasting. Sure, can. You, you could do, do all things. that stuff on there. You can. Yeah. And more. And more. So, yeah, if it uh, sounds a little different, we're in a different spot in the house. We're actually going back to our roots. We are. Where we started. Here we are. Back at the beginning. Back at the beginning. <laughs> yes. We're here in the dining room where it all yep. started. It's kind of sentimental. You yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, we got, we've come a, a ways. We have. With the equipment yep. and everything. Um, mm -hmm. I, I almost was going to do a throwback to the old stuff and bring the back oldie, the, old, the old recorder and yep. the old mics and all that. But, you know, we got some standards here. We do. But why are we out here? Well, after we record this one, we've got the video that we do. we're doing of the Halloween hot sauce challenge. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is um, the day is here for us. Yeah. It's going to be a ways for them a week. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that time has come. And, it has. Uh, you know, I was the really. The time has come, the walrus said, to I speak of many things. I was really ambitious on a lot of it. Um, but th I'm not going to lie. There's two sauces that. I'm afraid of. Yeah. You know, I I, yeah. uh, I don't really talk much about what scares me and what concerns me and things like that, but I think I'm legitimately getting some fear, at least with one of these. One, uh, I have an expectation. No, two of them, you know, but one, I have an expectation, like it's there, and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm okay with that. But this other one's in a league that, like, I've never, ever, 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 ever done before. Well, if we're lucky, we'll still have tongues afterward. Well, we'll see. I mean, we'll probably have tongues. I just yeah. don't know if we'll have taste buds. Yeah, no. And I, I figure we'll talk a lot about this stuff now because uh, we found the limitation with the camera that we're using where um, 30 minutes is the max that we can record the video. So we're going to get pretty straight to business when we uh, record yeah, that. We but I'm looking forward to it. We got some great questions from the fans and the, uh, the listener base. That, it's going to be a... Yep. I'm going to just surprise you with them, but they're uh, they're great questions. And uh, thank you so much for contributing and uh, and taking part in that. We really appreciate it. And uh, here we are. Season three. Bogo. Episode 148. The Bogo, as we like to call I it. I love Bogos. Bogos are good. You know, they're not bad. There's um, Dogman and yeah. Goatman Legends. Wait a minute, Mr. Goatman. <laughs> I've been waiting. I've been waiting since I put Goatman on the list. Goatman was from the beginning. Yeah. The so very was, beginning. Yeah. Well, technically Dogman was too, because we started with werewolves. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I mean, what is a werewolf? Part dog, part man. Yeah. 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 Woof, woof. The, uh, yeah. I mean, whatever. I think, you know, what I'd like to do though, um, Getting back into these and, you know, we've been watching a lot of the uh, stuff around cryptids and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And there'll be a kind of little more information drop on that on the, the Halloween special because uh, there are some teasers mm -hmm. that we're going to throw out for uh, what we're looking to do next year and things like that. But uh, 
yeah, the monsters kind of area. I would like to do werewolf again. I'd like to do another take on Dracula mm-hmm. um, after what we've read and learned because I've I've just done so much more. Mm-hmm. You know, we've done so much more in researching, mm-hmm. and I, I look at a lot of things, and I'm like, man, that's. I wish I knew that when we were doing um, vampires. You know, right. I wish I knew that yeah. when we were doing Wolfman, and so that's um. Our uh, research has kind of ruined the, uh, you know, like the monster stories and movies mm-hmm. and TV because you're like, that's like not even realistic. <laughs> well, and and I think, uh, you know, again, this is stuff we're going to elaborate more a bit on the um, the Halloween special, but. I think that's what makes this podcast a little different than others is we actually do a lot more like fact finding and disproving Mm -hmm. than embracing the legend. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, the, the fans have kind of basically echoed that, you know, like that was a cool thing that I learned because like the fan participation in this, it helps because it gets so one-sided yeah. And we think of, you know, we try to think of everything. We try to accommodate everybody. But, mm-hmm. you know, and you definitely have that position in this relationship where you're more of the. I'm more open. You're, you open and, and buy into it. Um, I'm not going to say buy into it, but but you uh, are more susceptible to believing it or want to believe it. I don't want to put words in your mouth, you know, or your mind, but I can speak for myself. I want to believe it. Mm-hmm. I think this gets mis directed because you know i remember when we did ghosts that was like our, our second mm-hmm. episode or something like that our first like episode that. and i remember people walking up and they're like dude so you don't believe in ghosts you know like and you got a <laughs> horror podcast like what the hell are you doing you know you really don't believe in ghosts i can't even listen and listen to you and it's like well look it's like i i just have questions you know yeah. this has been my whole life i've just yeah. like i have questions and these are, i think are really like worthwhile questions to examine. So I think what makes me more open to it mm-hmm. is because I have experienced yeah. things that can't be explained. Mm-hmm. You can't just throw a logical or scientific answer no, to, it's to true. the things that I have I have experienced. Like mm-hmm. I've watched items move before my eyes Mm -hmm. knowing full well i'm not touching it yeah (laughs) but in our research in a sense i was because whenever those incidents have happened it's always when i'm in a state of emotional turmoil yeah and that energy is what feeds it Mm -hmm. so i know i was experiencing poltergeist activity I know I've experienced full body apparitions. Mm-hmm. I have heard ghosts talk to me. I have had incidences where I think it's a dream, but what happened in my dream when I wake up, like I had that dream, I was bit by the wolf. Yeah. And yeah. I woke up and I had the bite mark. On my legs, yeah, same spot yeah. where I was bit in the dream. So, I mean, there are these things that have happened and I just, I can't 
I can't explain it. No, definitely. And I think that's, like I said, I think our approach to that is, is different, Yeah. you know? And, and again, like, it's not that I don't believe the stuff. I just am more cynical on it and I don't just dive into it right away. It's Mm -hmm. like, let's consider this first. Let's Mm -hmm. consider that first. And here's the thing, you know, I look back in the last three years and what I found is, is we're both right. Yeah. We're both right in this whole thing. Yeah. You know, I've had experiences, especially when I've come back to my religious roots, mm-hmm. so to speak, you know, and I was explaining it mm-hmm. to your your mother one day yeah. at uh, your sister's party at her house there. You know, I have woke up with handprints yeah. on my body mm-hmm. and they're bigger than my hand. Yeah. So I know it's not you. Yeah. You know, and I mean, they're, you know, fingers that, I mean, it's a big handprint, yeah. huge. Yeah. And I'm trying to sit there in the mirror and I'm trying to like, contort my body to see like if it's possible and it's just impossible and what i had what really got me was is the dream before that Mm -hmm. someone was trying to touch me or someone was trying you know and that's um you know these are what's funny is you were experiencing my sleep paralysis nightmare Mm -hmm. because that's exactly what happened in the last bout that i had with I don't know whether it was a it I'm not going to say it was a shadow person but there was definitely something malicious mm-hmm. on top of me. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's that one time I told you I don't know if I mentioned it on the show but you know, and this is stuff again kind of teasing up, mm-hmm. you know, for for later things, but I was really having a conflict of struggling with with things and I was praying to God and you know, mm-hmm. I was praying to Christ and asking you know, can you just please protect me? Mm-hmm. You know, I know because I have some aspirations to get into some really heavy things mm-hmm. in this direction. And I remember specifically that night praying. I was like, I I need to know that you got my back on this. Mm-hmm. I know you keep your promise, but, you know, I'm a stupid idiot. Can you yeah. kind of push this a little more in my direction that's believable and just let me know that not that I'm on the right path, but just that I'm going to be okay mm-hmm. no matter what happens, no mm-hmm. matter how deep I get into some of this stuff. And so I go to sleep and I wake up and there is that entity. Yeah. I'm not, I don't know if I'm sleeping or awake at this point, but there's this entity right on top of me, like mm-hmm. one inch from yeah. my nose. And I woke up screaming. Yeah, you did. But then like, immediately when I woke up, I just did that kind of analysis. And I was like, you know what? I was like, that's as close as it got. Mm-hmm. That's the best it could do, mm-hmm. you know? And now I have that assurance that if I, if I keep my end of the bargain, right. God in Christ is going to keep their yeah. end of the bargain and the Holy spirit and, <laughs> and our, our amazing lady Mary, you know, I don't know. And, it's, this has been It's been an incredible experience it's because been a journey. I uh I've I've wanted to make it a point to listen to the first couple episodes of where I was, you know, and just yeah. how much I've changed in three years. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something cool that I hope is we were able to kind of convey and chronicle with this, you know. I'm sure we lost a lot of listeners because people were like, you know, they probably heard something I said and was like, Oh, well, you know, why is he even on this show? And blah, yeah. blah, blah. You know, but to yeah. see how much I've evolved. In that's the three why. years, that's, you know, that's the point. That's yeah, that's, that's the cool part here. of it. And uh, so, yeah, if you're recently in, you know, 
those earlier episodes, yeah, you might be like, what the hell? You know, and it's. We are different people then. No, man. you got to understand it was three years ago. Yeah. You know, a I mean, it's. A lot happened. A lot happened. A lot has happened. A lot will happen. And I'm sure yeah. the next three years are going to be totally different as well. Uh, for the record, as far as what I think of ghosts, I think you bring that stuff with you. The baggage, the mm -hmm. ability, mm -hmm. you know, I think, you know, does it, it's hard to say whether a house is haunted or people are haunted, but I think given the right circumstance and you're going around asking and you're opening the door to things, yeah. you're asking for trouble. Yeah. You you're know? at and least I think inviting it, whether yeah. you realize it or not. And I think that's why I haven't had a whole lot of experiences because I haven't asked for it. No. And like that last example I just gave, I asked for that. Yeah. I asked. And I think that was, you know, and, and people can have their own opinion on things, but I think that was God's way of saying, okay, I'm going to let this get to, as close to you as possible. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and I want you to know that I'll keep my promise if you mm -hmm. keep yours, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that was a really pivotal, pivotal evening. You know, mm -hmm. I remember just leaning over, you know, like laying on my side and I folded my hands and I literally was praying and just crying just in thanks. Yeah. Of you know, thank you for showing me this, mm -hmm. you know, and and I'm going to I'm going to try every day and I think that's what people lose focus on on being a follower of Christ and Christian. It's not about being perfect. No. It's far from it. It's knowing that you fail. Mm -hmm. It's knowing that you fail miserably, but it's the humility, the practice of humility which everyone struggles with. Yeah. You know, I'm I I don't have a secret sauce. But every day you're sitting there saying, yeah, no, I didn't do this right. No, or, we have 12 secret sauces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have 10 secret sauces we're doing uh, this evening. But Yeah. So, all right. The BOGO. Yep. You're the get, dog man. I'm the dog man. You're the I, goat man. I'm the goat man. Goat man. Uh, sources. I've got uh, michiganstum.com, cryptids.fandom.com, cryptidspot.com, and... Doubtart. Yeah, doubtartwordpress.com. Mm -hmm. So what do you got? I got allthatsinteresting.com, mm, beltsvillenewstoday.com, encryptids.fandom.com. Well, babe, I find you very interesting, so. Oh, hey, thanks. I'm not surprised you have all that's interesting. I think you're pretty cool. All right, let's you're kick this neat. off here. <laughs> I'm neat. I'm neato. You're you're neato keen. You know, You're swell. You know what we are? We're seriously decent. That's, we uh, are seriously yes. decent. Come uh, buddy. Yeah, you know, I got to start rattling off. That's, oh, the horror podcast is seriously decent production. You know? Yeah. Maybe after three years, we might get this right. No. no. So legend has it, there's a half dog, half man roaming around in parts of northern Michigan. It's uh, described as a seven foot tall monster with a dog's head and the torso of a man. It is also described to have blue or amber eyes with a howl that is said to basically simulate a human scream. Ah! Yeah. So the first sighting of the dog man was in Wexford County in the year 1887. How about them apples? It's, it's nuts. Uh, a couple of lumberjacks spotted him as they were working. Since then, there have been many reported sightings of this creature throughout Michigan, Though most have been from the northern quadrant. Yeah. So yeah. this it is. It seems uh, to be in the, well, 
seems to be in that one isolated area yep. until you watch something like uh, Monsters and Mysteries. And then you're like, oh, shit. Man. Well, you know, They're I think everywhere. also it's just, you know, I think like once one story pumps out, then everybody else is kind of comfortable with it. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, and they'll yeah. say, yeah, I had an experience, too. And, um, you know, and then it floods out that way where in a different area, it might be a little more taboo. You Funny. Know? I'll be when, the judge of that. When I was watching <laughs> on Monsters and Mysteries, they were talking about the Michigan Dog Man. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about the song from the DJ. And he's like, yeah, no, I just made the whole thing up. Yeah, yeah. Except when he released his song, yeah, we'll all get, these people. <laughs> we'll get to that. It's, uh... And it's like, could you imagine where, say we wrote a song about werewolves and vampires. In London, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden, people were calling in and like, oh, Dude, man, I'm you too? Werewolves all over the place in London. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, isn't that like where you get like, a, what is it, like a million monkeys typing on typewriters and you get Shakespeare or something like that? <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe. <laughs> so the first, uh, or no, I already read that. Uh, in 1938, a man was fishing along the Mus- Muskegon uh, River when a pack of wild dogs attacked him. He was able to scare most of them away by firing a shotgun into the air, but one seemed to be unfazed by the firearm and instead stood on its hind legs and glared at the man. I tell you what, man, I've seen a lot of stuff in the woods. I've seen a lot of animals do things. And I know if I saw that, A, I'd be glad I had a shotgun in my hand. Okay, so a lot of people that don't believe in the dog man, they Mm -hmm. say it's something like... uh, just a large wolf or it's a wolf dog mix or mm-hmm. a koi dog or something along those lines. Yeah. But none of those creatures stand on their hind legs. No. no. So, I mean, that's pretty, it's pretty compelling. I mean, how do you just be like, yeah, what you saw was a big dog. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, and then, oh, really? And then here's the thing, like, if a if you're if you have dogs, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The way a dog's physical features are when they when they go on their hind legs, their head's back. Yeah, and they're kind of looking up in the air. Yeah, you know. So, you know, it's uh, it's by nature a vulnerable position. They look vulnerable. They are vulnerable. And the animals know. that do it, like the smaller dogs that yeah. hop around on their hind legs. Like it's not menacing. No, that's what I'm getting at because yeah. because it's a it's a it's a height thing. Yeah, you know you're taller, so they look up at you, so it's more earnest and yeah, you know that type they're, of stuff. And they're I, not meant to actually. I saw do that. I saw a picture on Instagram a couple a uh, couple of days ago, and it's this guy. He goes, "I'm six foot four, and my girlfriend's five foot three. He goes, and this is I I took this picture to show her what she looks like. Um. Or it was from her. She goes, my boyfriend's six foot four. I'm like five, two, five, three, something mm-hmm. like that. A whole like foot yeah. shorter. And uh, she goes, he purpose, he took this picture and showed me what I look like when I'm mad at him. And it's depressing, you know, because it's from his viewpoint. Like yeah. it's like looking down and she's just looking up and, but it yeah, really kind of, like- yeah, no. And it just, it doesn't look menacing at all. No. It looks sad, you know? <laughs> And, uh, and, and that's what I'm getting at with this whole thing. Yeah. You know, it's just like dogs have that kind of look where even if they are jumping up, it's like, oh, you want to play, you know? Right. Yeah. So this whole thing of saying like it's glaring at them, that's, that's different than a dog, a normal dog. Yeah, no. And so similar sightings uh, occurred more frequently throughout the 1950s in Allegan County. 
Uh, then in the 1960s, reports of uh, seeing the beast came from Cross Village, Big Rapids, and Manistee County. Sightings have been reported in several locations throughout Michigan, primarily in like the northwestern quadrant, as we yep. mentioned below uh, earlier, and the Lower Peninsula in 1987. The legend of the Michigan Dogman gained popularity when a disc jockey at WTCM-FM recorded a song about the creature and its reported sightings. DJ Steve Cook of Traverse City, uh, Michigan, recorded the song in 1987 about the Dogman legend, though it was supposed to be a prank after the song's release, as you mentioned earlier. Dozens of calls came into the radio station, and uh, they were of the supposed uh, encounters from his listeners. Travis City filmmaker Richard uh, Rich Brower and his production company, Brower Productions, Inc., have produced two Dogman uh, films and are in pre-production phase of their third and final chapter. It's funny you know. because I've seen the interviews with the DJ, yeah. and he sounds like Wolfman Jack. You know, he's got that really, <laughs> really deep, deep growling voice. voice. And he's yeah. like, you know, it was just supposed to be a prank. It was Halloween. It was, it was Halloween. So I was like, I got my song. <laughs> All of a sudden... Yeah. He goes, the song wasn't even done playing mm-hmm. when the people started calling in. Oh, yeah. And sharing yeah. their experiences. And that's when he was like, oh. Like, he had just taken yep. bits and pieces of stories he heard. Yep. And then created, Go get him, Dino. created his song. Yeah. But he never in a million years thought that there was any truth behind it. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, this is like, you know, when you invite a concept or an idea in. Yeah. It brings in this other, other stuff. It does, you know. So yeah. I mean, you know, all this stuff is relatable at the end of the day. Um, so Linda S. Godfrey, in her book *The Beast of Bray Road*, compares the Manistee sightings to a similar creature sighted in Wisconsin, known as the Beast of Bray Road. Yeah. The Beast of Bray Road is an urban legend that has been around since the first settlers of Wisconsin. One night in 1999, a woman was driving home from work and took Bray Road on her way home. When she takes her eyes off the road to change the station, she feels a bump in the road, as if she ran over a small animal of Mm -hmm. some kind. Turns out I think she did. So she stops the car, she gets out, thinking there might be something wrong with her car, which that's a normal thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, she spots a werewolf-like creature that came to be known as the Beast of Bray Road. The beast was leaning over roadkill and enjoying its meal when she happened uh, upon it. Yeah. Could you imagine? Oh, man. Because I saw the interview with her. Yeah. The the woman who actually witnessed this. Yeah. And, you know, she was talking about it was late at night. She had the windows down. She was listening to the radio and she was really getting into it. And then she felt the bump in the road and then her headlights of her car were shining on. She goes, it clearly was some sort of roadkill, mm. but there, there was like this dog like creature over it. And she goes, so I thought I just like interrupted a meal. Yeah. Yeah. Until she got out and she had gone all the way around her car to make sure, you know, she hadn't hurt the car. And then the creature that was over the roadkill stood up. Mm-hmm. And when it stood up and it looked at her, that's when she got back into her car and she was she was struggling like she didn't know what to do. She's like, because the only way to go home was forward. But forward was where 
the dog man was. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, so I was just like, I, I backed up. She goes, so that I could get momentum. She goes, but it did, it did run off. And she proceeded home. Man. And her mother was like, yeah, no, she came in and she, she wouldn't, she wouldn't even talk about it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> how, how could you? You know, yeah, what I mean, do you you'd, say? you'd have to be around some people. Like, hey, I saw a werewolf tonight. Yeah. Gotta go to bed. Bye. I mean, yeah, you <laughs> like I've got a I've got a nice circle of trust around me, you know, yes. with some people, yeah. you know, I mean, so I'd have no problem talking about it. And I think I come from an advantage, again, being as uh, like a cynic with things mm-hmm. where if I came out and said it, people would be like, wait, it's like if Frank is saying this. <laughs> If Frank you is know, saying he saw a, a dog man. A dog man. Werewolves are real. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you can pretty much take that to the bank, you yeah. know, because yeah. I, you know, I think people in my circle of trust definitely would be like the hurdles that Frank had to hurdle over uh-huh. and jump over to get to, to get that here. statement. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's, uh, or they just got blasted out of the way. Yeah. yeah. And and that's, um, yeah, I definitely think that would be... Uh, I think that's how that's how I envision it on my end. That would be a night ruiner. Yeah. I would be like, you know what? I guess I don't say anything to anybody. Yeah. Well, you would tell me. I would tell you, yeah. yeah. Well, but you know, to be honest, I think, you would be in the car with me. <laughs> yeah, most likely. Yeah. I think I think what's crazy about that though is uh, you know, you want to talk about a life like changing event. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Because like here you are well thinking, you know, the world is the way it is, you know, and you've got everything kind of neat and tidy in a box. You know, everything's in their their little corner and you know, you've got everything kind of settled and square. You want to know a life changing event that was that dream where I dreamt about the wolf biting me. Well, woke yeah. up and I had the wolf bite. No, it's the one with the entity on right life. in my face. Yeah. You know, I mean that's like, where I've looked at evil in a whole different way since then. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's everywhere. Yeah. It is literally it is. everywhere, and yeah. it's just waiting. It's just waiting for you to just tilt your yeah. tilt yourself forward and just look at it. Yeah, and, and it's just going to go to pound town on you. Pretty much, <laughs> pretty pretty much. I'm just glad I was able to put pound town into. I know, uh, right? <laughs> so. For posterity, we got pound town. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, this uh, beast is leaning over roadkill, enjoying its meal, and. Um, these sightings prompted a Walworth County weekly paper to send Linda Godfrey to investigate and compile stories. Uh, while initially skeptical, Godfrey says she came to believe the sincerity of the witnesses who spoke to her. Linda Godfrey was, um, or has never experienced a, a sighting herself. Dino, thirsty. I, it takes a this lot. This is bringing back the old days of doing this in it here. Is. It is. We're literally. We have no idea how how we, hard this is. We have such a we had such a controlled space in in the studio. Yeah. And to bring this out here. Yeah. 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 I don't know if you've heard HR, but yeah, no she's, HR's. She's uh, a she's, she's immortalized stuff. now. I don't I don't know if the mics are gonna pick that up, but uh, we'll see. You know, yeah, I'm waiting for like a a fire engine to you know go <laughs> right? across the street at this point. That'll be the video. That's. Uh... <laughs> I mean. It, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be bad. I mean, it, yeah. it would fit the theme. So, yeah, Linda Godfrey is um, she's a reporter. She's a reporter. And she's basically she's never experienced a sighting herself. No. 
So she's stuck with these, uh, you know, investigating this story. Mm -hmm. And I think it was a good idea, you know. And she said, you know, never experienced a sighting herself, but her investigation has led her to believe that the Dogman creature is real flesh and blood. Uh, the Beast of Bray Road is a cryptid that was first reported in 1936 on the rural road outside of Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Uh, the sightings were in the late 1980s and early 1990s. They prompted the, the newspaper to publish the encounters. And um, all of the Dogman encounters were short, but clear as day. Yeah. Like there wasn't any kind of, no. well, it could be this or it could be yeah, that. No, they were like, no, nah, this is what I saw. Yeah. And they yeah. all of their... Uh, descriptions of it were similar like it's not like they differed and yeah. that's linda said that's what prompted her to believe they are all seeing something yeah and they're all seeing the same something yeah yeah that's the 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 thing that people kind of lose uh lose you know lose kind of sight of mm -hmm. is you know a lot of them are consistent mm -hmm. that's uh which you see a lot with the uh like the bigfoot sightings yeah. and things like that yep so the animal was similar to the beast of LBL, or Land Between the Lakes, the Michigan Dogman, uh, made famous by the Dogman song created by a DJ in Michigan. Uh, there has not been uh, much more sightings lately. Uh, a reporter, again, Linda Godfrey, um, made the, you know, she first made the beast of Bray Road popular, but before uh, Godfrey wrote about the Bray Road beast, most people did not know about it. There were some rumors uh, about a large wolf-like creature. Right, she was the one who actually got people willing to talk about their yeah. experiences. Yeah. So the Beast of Bray Road, you know, the creature reported in 1936 in the 1990s on a rural road of uh, Elkhorn, Wisconsin. The same label has been applied to other sightings from southern Wisconsin, northern Illinois. Bigger area it's starting to cover. Yep. Bray Road is a rural road, again, in the community of Elkhorn. The amount of uh, claim sightings in the late 1980s and 90s prompted the newspaper again to have her uh, with the story. Mm -hmm. um, and again, skeptical, but she talks to these witnesses and they're all given the same story. And, you know, this includes uh, this creature of like this undiscovered variety of wild dog, mm -hmm. um, a, a wallahi or wale. Wahila. Wahila uh, said to be a giant prehistoric wolf, similar to an Amarok or a wolf dog or a koi dog. Uh, they you know, actually took her articles and uh, compiled them into a book called The Beast of Bray the Road. Beast of Bray Road. So the sighting of a creature that has come to be known as the Wolfman of Defiance is a popular legend in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the sightings and related events were documented by local newspapers in Defiance in Toledo in uh, 1972. There were four recorded accounts of the werewolf sighting. There was something that the people of Defiance, Ohio, had seen. Others think of this creature as the Germantown Dogman Werewolf. Long, that just rolls off the tongue. Long name, rolls off the tongue. Mm -hmm. But some were skeptical about what the Ohio werewolf actually was. At the time, most of the people did not know what a dog man was, so they used Hollywood movies as a reference of the figure, mm -hmm. which, you know, good yeah, luck there. Yeah, we know there. How, how well that works out. Yeah, that, that worked out great. So <laughs> they did not know what the Michigan dog man was or other names for the cryptid. One of the conflicting details of the report was that the werewolf was carrying something. Many said that it was carrying like a two-by-four in its right hand. Yeah, one of the... Um, was that Hacksaw Jim Duggan from World Wrestling I, Federation? Maybe. Yeah. But could you imagine? No. If you're like 
you're seeing what you think is a dog or a wolf, and then you're like, but wait, what's the guy on his hand? And then you're like, wait, they don't have, they have paws. They don't have hands. (laughs) Like, they don't hold stuff. (laughs) He's right under the table. What an adorable little guy. Sorry, buddy. He really is. Yeah. So, um. Oh, where was I? Oh, so the creature could be connected to Germantown Dogmen of Ohio, the Butter the Butter Street Monster, which is my favorite, Yeah. Uh, or the Michigan Dogman. This story could have possibly been one of the inspiration for Stephen King's uh, movie Silver Bullet. Uh, from this point on, it was known as the Ohio Werewolf, so they start getting the name established. Need standards, I guess. I, I... So in, in response to multiple reports, Chief Donald Breckler, announced the news media expressing his uncertainty, stating, we don't know what to make of it. Initially, we held back on disclosing it when we received the first report about a week ago. However, we are now treating it with the utmost seriousness, prioritizing the safety of our community. He further asserted, if I personally encounter this alleged werewolf, rest assured that the police will swiftly identify him. We won't hesitate to take necessary action, even if it means he'll need medical attention to remove the buckshot. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to Ohio. (laughs) Yeah. So many reports have been made over the years, you know, as we mentioned, uh, you know, regarding the werewolf of uh, Defiance, Ohio. Uh, Jody Cook, founder of the NADP, which is the North American Dogman Project has uh, documented uh, this dogman creature through the years. Jody Cook was, or has also been documenting other Ohio cryptids, including the Ohio Grassman, Germantown Ohio Werewolf, and the Butter Street Monster. I guess we're going to have to have a Butter Street Monster uh, episode. Yeah, or a mascot. At first, (laughs) according to police, uh, Chief Donald Breckler, they didn't know what to think. Uh, When a train uh, crewman during the early morning hours reported he was struck on the shoulder by someone armed with a two by four. Yep. On July 25th, 1972, Ted Davis, a railroad worker, was on the Norfolk and Western train lines. As he worked, he noticed something strange. He saw two hairy, huge paws on the ground in front of him, confused and likely scared. He slowly raised his eyes and saw before him a creature at least six feet tall, hunched over and holding a large wooden board. Before Ted had a moment to react, he hit Ted on the shoulder and ran away. It appears in Ted's telling that his attack was totally out of the blue and perhaps even pre-planned as the creature had brought a weapon. Just a a few days later, still processing the events from uh, earlier in the week, Ted and his colleague Tom Jones... I wonder if it's the Tom Jones. That would no. be amazing. No. Uh, we're, I know, but one can dream. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we're back uh, out working. On July 30th, they both witnessed the return of this creature. They saw it at a safe distance prowling in the bushes. The werewolf creature startled, ran away. The men decided to file a police report in hopes that warnings of this potentially dangerous creature would be spread. Uh, the police, despite the weird happenings, agreed to start an investigation. So then you get another train man or train crewman mm-hmm. uh, saw the Ohio werewolf around 3 a.m. So you get these corroborating you yeah. know, stories. And Chief Donald Breckler said to the news media, we don't know what to think. We didn't release it to the news media. You know, uh, they're taking it seriously. They're concerned about the people. Another report came from a motorist who said it ran in front of his car about 4 a.m., and then disappeared. You know, so you've got these corroborating yeah. stories. They're close in time. Yep. 
you know, this is where, yeah, you really got to start asking the tough questions. So a grocery store employee was driving home from a late shift when he saw an impossible dog, a large dog-like creature matching the previous descriptions run in front of his car. And then a following follow-up story the next day, citizens had concluded the werewolf was not an animal, but a person. He hadn't robbed anyone, nor had he approached any women, police said. Some person seemed uh, shocked and, you know, a few expressed fear, the Blade reported. But most persons living in the residential uh, neighborhood along Norfolk and Western Railroad, uh, Railway tracks think the thing is just some nut running loose. The Werewolf of Defiance, Ohio, is one of those local legends that sounds like the beginning of a scary horror movie. Other werewolf sightings in Ohio have surfaced over the years. And, um, you know, to kind of close out, you know, in, in the Monsters and Mystery series, there were reports of the dogmen uh, around the east coast of Penn, Maryland, you know, Pennsylvania, Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, not I think they sure. Were in, Gen- in Virginia, even. Like it, it was yeah. weird. They were all over. Oh, it's been around, you know. Not sure why the dogman moniker has been chosen, as we already have a perfectly acceptable term for what these people witnesses. You know, that's a werewolf. Right. Uh, or maybe dogman is more acceptable as the werewolf has been diminished thanks to Hollywood and their depictions in film. At any rate, it seems these ancient stories of dog-like, wolf-like people continue to the present day. I like how they say um, that the werewolf has been diminished thanks to Hollywood. You know, I don't know... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm not too sure on uh, the, the diminishing. The only time that the werewolf has been like amazing is in the Underworld series. Otherwise, it's like Teen Wolf. I think I think they're the best ones that have done it to yeah. date. Uh, I think they have far... the best depiction of both the vampire and yeah, the werewolf. I, I, I'd agree with that. You know what I just watched recently was Wolf with Jack Nichols, Jack Nicholson, and I uh, haven't Michelle seen Pfeiffer. that in. Ages. I saw it a few nights ago um, on Pluto because Pluto's doing yeah, uh, yeah. like horror stuff through there, and uh, I saw that, and I was it was like a quarter of the way in, and mm-hmm. um, it was funny because I haven't seen that in a long time, yeah, and uh, I just kind of like jumped into it and was checking it out and uh, watched it all the way to the end, mm-hmm. and um, you know, in its time, it was really really good. Mm-hmm. Um, he was great in it. Which I mean, I, he's there's not great a lot in the of things. Of there's a lot of things he's great in. I yeah. mean, there's not much yeah. that he's not good in. Um, so yeah, the the plot of it was pretty pretty weird and things like that. But I love the way Underworld just created that whole series, and they started all the way from early time where mm-hmm. it all got out of control, you know, and just thrown this whole. Um, uh, the 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 lichens versus the the vampires and oh, that whole dynamic through there and then of course I mean they got the love romance and all that of course you're gonna have it you know but I think they did it tastefully but even the later episodes you know or the later um, um, movies mm-hmm. um, I think they were done really well because it got into the whole like medical science yeah part of it yeah. and you know that one was blood wars i think or something like that and i will say you know, i mean they made both the vampire and the werewolf like amazing yeah. like they're both extremely strong mm-hmm. they're both excellent hunters like they are both like 
at the peak of what it is that they do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're they're nobody was wussed out. Yeah, I think also what it was cool about that series that a lot neglect is they were able to throw kind of like the caste system in the hierarchy yeah. of both the lichens and the vampires. Right. So yep. like you had these real um, kind of like the leader, like educated ones. Mm-hmm. You had these kind of like beastly ones that were just like animalistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had these other ones that were followers and really loyal. And then you had these other ones that were questioning the whole right. thing of it. And like each group had that, you know, each side of the fence, the vampires and the lichens had that kind of social system yeah, in there. Very and, much like people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of ways you could read into that series. You could watch it. And I think that's what was good is you could watch and just kind of veg out to it. And it's, oh, it's a vampire and werewolf movie, mm-hmm. you know, or you could really kind of get into the whole kind of layers of it and yeah. like, you know, why this person's pissed off and why that yeah. person there's a lot is, there. you know, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool, you know? So that's it for the, uh, the dog men yes. for now. Yes. You know, that's going to be a topic that just keeps going. So now we'll get into the Goatman. I know, right? So the Goatman legend began way back in the 40s and 50s. The Goatman goes by other names like the Popelik Monster, a Satyr, and Fawn. He has the lower body of a goat and the upper body of a man with the ram's horns growing out of his head. It is said that he's between six and eight feet tall, and he makes a very high-pitched squealing sound. Most people that have come close to encountering the Goatman have said that there was a certain odor that you would smell that would be a dead giveaway Mm -hmm. that he was near, though they don't describe what the odor is. They say that a lot about the Bigfoots. Yeah. The Goatman is said to live in caves, under bridges, trip, 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 who's (laughs) that walking over my bridge, and outside of cities and towns. He's been seen holding an axe to kill its his uh, prayer victims. Mm-hmm. It's not a supernatural creature, so it is vulnerable. The mm. first actual report of the goat man was in 1957, where some people reported that they saw a hairy monster in the Forestville and Upper Marlboro area of Maryland. Mm. At face value, the goat man isn't all that different from your other cryptozoological urban legends, mythical half man, half goat. The goat man's name has been used to instill fear in locals for decades. And like many urban legends, the goat man's origins are muddy with multiple variations on said tale, some involving dangerous scientific experiments, others claiming that he was a vengeful goat farmer. Even the region in which his story originated is up for debate. While the goat man has supposedly been seen in the woods of Maryland, folk in Alton, Texas, seem to have as much of a claim to the story as their East Coast counterparts. Some argue that there are, in fact, two goat men who share little more than a name. In either case, the goat man legend has become a pervasive staple of American mythology and the legend of they're frightening enough to make even the most stubborn skeptic look over their shoulder if they find themselves alone in the woods at night. Mm. While Maryland's goatman was allegedly first spotted in 1957, when some people claim to have seen a giant hairy monster in Forestville and Upper Marlboro, the Washingtonian reports that one of the most popular legends involving the goat man began on October 27, 1971, with an article in Maryland's Prince George's County News. In the article, County News writer Karen Hostler mentions a few creatures from the University of Maryland folklore archives, including the goat man and another figure, the Boa Man. 
both of whom are said to haunt the wooded area surrounding Fletchertown Road. The piece was a fairly in-depth exploration of the folklore of Maryland without alleging that the Goatmen or the Boamen were actually real. Mm. But two weeks later, a local family's puppy went missing. Trigger warning. And a few days later, they found the missing puppy near Fletchertown Road. It had been decapitated. Hassler followed up with a new article, the headline reading, Residents Fear Goatman Lives, Dog Found Decapitated in Old Bowie. Supposedly, her article claimed a group of teenage girls heard strange noises on the night the puppy went missing, and other locals had reported seeing an animal-like creature that walks on its hind legs along Fletchertown Road. And on November 30th that year, the goat man was introduced to a national audience when the Washington Post published an article on the incident titled, A Legendary Figure Haunts Remote Prince George's Woods. The story of the goat man began at the Beltsville Agricultural Research Center. It's said that the Goatman was created by a scientist, Dr. Scott Fletcher, who used to work at the research center. He was experimenting with goats and with his assistant, Mm -hmm. William Lotsford, when something went wrong with the experiment, and that's how the Goatman was created. So we can assume he crossed his assistant with a goat. You are now crossing... Into probably one of my top two explanations for cryptids, yeah, goatmen, yeah, wolfmen, yeah, all of that stuff. However, where that falls apart is the the history of these stories, right? Like it's so juicy to mm-hmm. jump into that modern like mad scientist thing, yeah, and and people love to do it. Like I I read them on the forums where they're like you know. There's just, there's somebody in a lab that's doing this. They're messing around with science and all that stuff. And it's like, all right, if that's what you think, then why are these stories in like the early 1800s, the 1700s, 1600s? Some of them even back to like 1300, 1200. Like when things were getting recorded, there's pictures of them on cave drawings, you know, that are thousands of years old. And you've got to sit there and say, okay, they didn't have labs. They didn't have any of this stuff. No. I mean, you know, is it but what happened? Is it as simple as like a guy who's just you know horny and just like, <laughs> hey, you know, this dog will do, you know, and I like, know. you know, how does that work? But you would see more of them, right? But here's the thing: is you do see a lot of them, so yeah. that that kind of comes around in a crude way. But so what happens when you cross a, an assistant and a goat? You get this creature that starts attacking cars with an axe and roaming the backwoods. Is that what they say? Apparently. Yeah. Eventually, rumors about the Goatman's origins started making the rounds. Again, we've got this uh, Dr. Scott Fletcher was supposedly a doctor at the United States Department of Agricultural Research Center in Beltsville. And he was the one conducting experiments attempting to merge human and animal DNA. The the doctor allegedly tried to merge goat DNA with the DNA of his assistant, Mm -hmm. William Lotsford, resulting in said creation of the goat man, who's been on a murderous rampage ever since. Some say he was responsible for the 1962 murders of 14 hikers whom he allegedly hacked to pieces while letting out unearthly screams. Maryland folklore expert Mark Obsesnik first became interested in the Goatman legend as a child, having known of the legend growing up and gone on Goatman hunts with his friends. In 1994, while working on a piece for Strange Magazine, 
Obsessnik managed to get in contact with April Edwards, the owner of the decapitated puppy. Mm. Quote, people came here and called it folklore, and the papers made us out to be ignorant hillbillies who didn't know any better, she told him. But what I saw was real, and I know I'm not crazy. Whatever it was, I believe it killed my dog. End quote. Yeah. April Edwards isn't the only person to claim to have encountered the goat man. Goatman sightings were a common feature of three distinct locations in Prince George's counties, a forest behind the St. Behind the St. Mark the Evangelist Middle School in Hyattsville, beneath the Crybaby Bridge in Bowie, mm. and in College Park. In each instance, witnesses reported hearing devilish screams. Some claim that they have found bones, knives, saws, and leftover food in these locations. Others claim to have actually seen the Goatman near Governor Bridge, more commonly known as Crybaby Bridge. Mm -hmm. Story goes that if you park beneath a bridge once the sun is set, you can hear the sounds of a baby crying or possibly a braying goat. Mm -hmm. Then suddenly, the goat man will be upon you, leaping onto your car, attempting to get inside and attack you or rip you out of your seat. It is said that, the, that he targets couples more often, and some people say that he kills pets and breaks into houses, dragging his victims back into the forest. Just disrespectful. Still, Obsessnik <laughs> told the Washingtonian that while he believes the locals he's talked to about Goatman really did see something, he doesn't believe that Goatman actually exists. Quote, mm. I can't believe in something until I see it with my own eyes. He yeah, said, anything it. is possible in this world. Maybe there is a half man, half animal creature out there, end quote. For its part, the United States Department of Agricultural Research Center <laughs> has shot down the rumors that the goat man originated there. Quote, we just think it's stupid. Spokesperson <laughs> Kim Kaplan told Modern Farmer in 2013. I don't mean to step on anybody's toes, but we think this is just stupid. stupid. <laughs> Next. Texas. In the mid-19th century, Alton, Texas was a small town that served as the seat of Denton County. It sat on a high ridge between Pecan Creek and Hickory Creek, but despite being the county seat, no public buildings were ever built. In fact, according to Legends of America, the only residents in the area belonged to W.C. Baines, whose farm had existed since long before Alton's new designation. As a result, Baines hosted many public discussions in his yard until November of 1850 when it was decided that the county seat would move to a new location. Mm. This new location kept the name Alton and within a few years was populated by a small citizenship, a blacksmith, three stores, a school, a saloon, a hotel, two doctors, and a few lawyers. In 1855... And a in a pear tree. Exactly. The town welcomed the Hickory Creek Baptist Church, which remains there to this day. Mm. Unfortunately, Alton didn't remain the county seat for long, and by 1859, mo most of its residents had packed their bags and moved to the county seat of Denton. If it weren't for the construction of the old Alton Bridge in 1884, the town would have likely been nothing more than a footnote in history. However, most people now know the old Alton Bridge by another name. Goatman's Bridge. Mm -hmm. This Goatman, however, did not live his life as a half-man, half-goat mutant. He was, according to local legend, a perfectly normal black man named Oscar Washburn, who happened to make a living raising goats. Poor Washburn Oscar. was actually a fairly successful businessman and had become so popular among the locals that they started referring to him affectionately as Goatman. Yeah, I could see where that would stick. Washburn, sure. too, it seemed... 
took a liking to the moniker. One day, Washburn put a sign up near the old Alton Bridge that read, This Way to the Goat Man. Unfortunately, this drew the ire of the local KKK. And they hated to see a black man who was successful. Yeah. In August 1938, KKK members got in a car, drove to the old Alton Bridge, and turned off their headlights. From there, they walked to Washburn's home and dragged the goat man to the bridge where they tied a noose around his neck and threw him over the bridge. The legend goes that when they peered over the edge to see if Washburn was dead, they saw nothing but rope. Washburn's body was never seen again. KKK weren't done, though. They returned to Washburn's home and slaughtered his family. Now, if the tales are to be believed, it's said that anyone who drives across the Goatman's Bridge at night with their headlights off will find him waiting on the other side. I would be. Some say they see (laughs) only a ghostly figure of a man herding some goats. Others say the Goatman stares them down, a goat head under each of his arms. People have also reported seeing a half-goat, half-man figure hearing the sound of hooves on the bridge or inhuman screams and laughter coming from the forest and creek below or seeing a pair of glowing eyes at the end of the bridge. It's hard to say how much of the Texas Goat Man's legend was true. Historical records don't show that an Oscar Washburn ever lived in the area, Mm. but the story has certainly been powerful enough to draw people to the old Alton Bridge to find out for for themselves. Excuse me. The Goat Man has also been seen in Louisiana, Kentucky, Texas, Maryland, and many other states. I've never heard that story before. Yeah. It's sad. It's real sad. Yeah. So there is a documentary called Legend of the Goatman, Horrifying Monsters, Cryptids, and Ghosts. It was released September 1st, 2013, and tells of someone who was kidnapped and forced to live in a cave for six days by these creatures. A swamp covering two states in Virginia is said to be filled with these creatures and ghosts. There is also a movie titled Jimmy Tupper versus the Goatman of Bowie, and it was filmed approximately three years ago. The plot of the movie is Jimmy is intoxicated in the woods after a prank his friends played on him, and when he returns, he's covered in blood. Jimmy and his friends head into the woods with a video camera to prove that the Goatman is real and not just a story. The director of the film was Andrew Bowser, and he submitted the film at the South by Southwest Film Conference and Festival. And there's so many stories of the Goat Man and where it's located. There are even some folk songs about this mysterious creature. Some people have witnessed the Goat Man himself, and some have just made up some stories. So, I mean, let's let's talk about what is probably one of the oldest stories, the Pope Lick Monster. Yeah. It's a legendary part man, part goat, or sometimes part sheep creature reported to live beneath a Norfolk Southern Railroad trestle. Trestle over Floyd's Ford Creek. Was he in soft the, and cuddly? In the Fisherville area near Louisville, Kentucky. I'm going to go with no. No? The no. whole sheep part? You didn't get the good parts of the sheep? In no. most accounts, the Popelick Monster, named after the Popelick Creek below the Popelick Train Trestle, mm. appears as a human-goat hybrid with a grotesquely deformed body of a man. It has powerful fur-covered goat legs, an alabaster-skinned face, with an aquiline nose and wide-set eyes. Short, sharp horns protrude from the forehead, nestled in long, greasy hair that match the color of the fur on the legs. Numerous urban legends exist about the creature's origins and its methods it employs to claim its victims. According to some accounts, the creature uses either hypnosis or voice mimicry to lure trespassers to the trestle to meet their death before an oncoming train. 
Other stories claim the monster jumps down from the trestle onto the roofs of cars passing beneath it. Yet others tell that it attacks its victims with a blood-stained axe. Mm. I love how axes are featuring prominently. <laughs> it has also been said that the very sight of the creature is so unsettling that those who see it while walking across the high trestle are driven to leap off said trestle. Other legends explain the creature's origins, including that it is a, a human-goat hybrid and that it was a circus freak who vowed revenge after being mistreated. In one version, the creature escaped after a train derailed on the trestle, which actually links the Pope Link monster to the legend of the ghost train, which has been sighted on this same trestle. Mm. Another version claims that the monster is really the twisted reincarnation of a farmer who sacrificed his goats in exchange for his satanic powers. The Pope Link monster, having no actual reported sightings, most likely exists only in the realm of myth and legend. The infamous public train trestle has become a favorite spot for kids, especially ones conducting lighthearted bravery tests, daring someone to climb the trestle. This has not always been fun and games, however. And in the summer of 1987, a young boy fell to his death from the trestle after evading an ongoing train, and his, fight was, his fate was met again by a young boy 13 years later. Wow. So... Not a happy story. No. Not a happy ending. No. But when you were talking about the dog man hitting the guy on the shoulder with a two by four, yeah. all I could picture was, tag, you're it. And then he <laughs> ran off. It's all I can think of when you say uh, goat man is I think a goat boy on Saturday Night Live. That's, that's ruined mean, me. Maybe that's where goat boy comes from. Oh, maybe. I don't know. You know? It's... Uh, yeah, they're they're interesting stories to say the least. Mm -hmm. um, and again, what makes them so captivating is just when you think you're cycled in on a theory, yeah, uh, a story or a group of stories yep. uh, arises in front of you, you yeah. know, and and you're like, okay, that doesn't work. Yep. Back to the beginning, and uh, cross that off. Yeah. It's it's very much the same with all of them. They all have that kind of thing in common. At yeah. least for me, like yeah. the more I press and the more I press with things, uh, you know, it's yeah, it's crazy. And then the testimonies are so real. That's you know? what swayed Linda Godfrey. She said, "You know, here I am." She That's goes, "What sways all of them?" She goes, "Here I am. I'm a reporter, and they hand me this this dog man story." Mm -hmm. She's like, "At best, I'm thinking it's like." a diseased or oversized wolf or coyote. Yeah. She goes, and then when I'm actually talking to the people, they all have similar details. They all really don't want to talk about it. They're all kind of like, it just happened. Yeah. And well, she, because here's the thing, she you said, know, that was what was so compelling. You tell your story. It still doesn't, it doesn't fix anything. No, it, doesn't, it doesn't like resolve anything. No. And then, you know, so now you're doing it as a risk equation. Yeah. You know, this is why a lot of people <laughs> I hate to say it. This is why a lot of people plead guilty in court cases. Yeah. And they do a plea deal, mm -hmm. you know, because this is this is where like our our legal system is terrible. Yeah. It's it's the best we have, unfortunately. Right. You know, we can't do better than this. No. But there are some there are some vulnerabilities mm -hmm. that are there that get exploited. Yeah. And like the plea deal is one of them. You know, you could sit there and say, okay, I got charged with this crime. You know, say it's embezzlement or mm -hmm. something like that. 
And people say, well, that's just embezzlement. It's like, look, if you're a business person yeah, or you're like a self-proprietor, embezzlement's basically the same as murder. Yeah. You're, as far as reputation goes, like, right. you know, you're, you're never the going amount to, you're going to have to get to trust back and, and be you'll in the never forefront get that of things. Trust back. No one's ever going to yeah. put you in a position where you could have control over dollars yeah. and cents. So, so you sit there and then you start doing the equation saying, all right, I'm getting charged for embezzlement. If I go not guilty, it's going to take four years. The legal fees are going to be to the freaking moon. Mm -hmm. I don't have the money. Mm -hmm. I could end up broke and still be guilty of embezzlement. Right. And then that's when the DAs come in and they give you these nice little carrot sticks and they say, Hey, you know, why don't you plead this? Yeah. You know, we'll get some minuscule thing where, you know, your reputation's still there. Mm -hmm. It's on you, but it's not going to ruin your life. Quote unquote. Um, but we need you to testify further on this other thing. Right. And that's, you know, so people, that's how people do this kind of risk assessment where they'll look and say, all right, yeah, I'm just going to go where I gain well. Right. And it doesn't really matter what the story or the narrative or the, the truth is. And, and that gets into something like this, you know, where, you know, why, why talk about it? Why, you know, if I tell you this is going to happen, like, I would tell you a story if I saw something like this. Yeah. And of same. course we got a show, so it would probably serve me, you know, again, this yeah. is the risk bit of it, but like take out the podcast and say, we're just Jen and Frank and we work and, you know, we do whatever and we don't have this uh, thing here. Why would I tell someone else? It's like, you know, I mean, I'm a pretty honest upfront person. I don't care, but, but yeah, if, you're in a small town where a lot of these, you know, kind of take place yeah. and these things happen. You know, if you're not from a small town, you just don't get it. Yeah. You know, you do not get it. Like these small towns that are under like a thousand people, mm-hmm. you know, some of them are like under 500, mm-hmm. you know, and these, these people know everything about everybody because mm-hmm. it's just, it's, it's easy. Yeah. You know, the person that cuts hair knows everybody and right. they talk about somebody and then that's the gossip thing or whatever. And then you talk and chew the fat with like the corner store owner or mm-hmm. something like that. And everybody knows everyone. Right. And in those towns, people like that. Like, I like that. I like that. There's no kind of hidden stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and, and things are pretty upfront, but it does snarl back at you in a way because if you're deemed weird or strange, you're an outcast, you know, and then you're that crazy hermit or witch that lives, you know, (laughs) up in the hill there and boils children. You know, I mean, it's just, uh, it's, it's a weird thing, you know? Well, that's why they made Tupperware because you don't want your children to go spoiled. No, no. You know, and then plus the little noise it makes burp, the burp. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I remember burp in the Tupperware. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Yeah, so we're reeling up here with Halloween. We are. Um, I wanted to do kind of like a decision on the fly here. Okay. Put you on the spot. All right. So Halloween, we're going to do the Halloween hot sauce challenge. Yeah. We're going to do that yep. video. We did discover that yep. there's a limitation with the camera for 30 minutes. Uh-huh. I think we should do an audio for next week for Halloween. We'll do a Halloween episode. We'll just pick something that we got laying around. Okay. And that way we can do an audio one for people that maybe just don't care. I about. thought maybe we could drop the audio from the video because we'll be answering the questions. We could. That yeah. might be interesting. To we post. could do that. And maybe 
put that as part of a double. Thing. Yeah, we'll do a, we'll do we'll a do logo. a story and then we'll add add that on there. Yeah, you know, yeah. I just wanted to bounce that. Yeah, I'm cool off with here. that. You know, that's even honestly, if we had the bandwidth for that. I mean, like we'll right see. now, that sounds great. Sounds great right Until now. Until like Halloween Guys, week, you, you know, you might just get yeah. You might just get the audio from. Well, the and I'm getting video. pulled in separate directions yeah. in yeah. other areas that you know, unfortunately, stuff's just happening, man. It is, boy. Life just sometimes, you know, things fall in line, and then other times it's a barrage. But that's yeah. where, you know, I mean, like lately, I have been very much a today person. You know, do today. Yeah. Tomorrow will come. Yeah. Deal with tomorrow, but I'm not carrying tomorrow's stress with me. No. Today. You can't. And especially like doing this type of stuff where we're juggling, we're spinning a lot of plates just with the podcast, mm-hmm. and that doesn't even include like. You know, I'm studying for a test for work and, mm-hmm. you know, there's, uh, you know, just other things that are going on that I don't care to share on right. here. Yeah. We're okay. Yeah. Um, But it just, um, yeah, there's got to be lines <laughs> and maybe later on it could be uh, shared to an extent. But uh, yeah. So, yeah, I was thinking of something like that. So, yeah. you know, best case, we'll have the audio part of the hot sauce challenge. Um, but you know, maybe we'll we'll put a little something extra there because it's Halloween. We'll yeah. do some extra sauce. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that covers for next week. You know, yep. uh, next week we are doing the Halloween hot sauce challenge. Like I said, we might yep. add something else onto the list. Uh, which I mean, we have a ton of stuff we can do. I got do, a wicked so. cute snoop here. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to do some. Uh, some stock photos here to yep. kind of put on social media and around of what's coming up with this. And um, again, as always, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Uh, the folks that wrote into us for questions, um, you know, we're just thrilled to pieces with your participation and also your kind words, which was, Jen will find out later. I was uh, afraid I was going to have to come up with questions because yeah. you guys wouldn't submit any. <laughs> That's what AI is for, you know, but um, no, no AI was done here. It was actually real listeners and, and it was nice. It, it's, uh, you know, as, as you hear them coming up, um, you know, it's, it's kind of cool to just have that interaction nice. um, and interest mm-hmm. in, in what we're doing. So, yeah, like I said, I, you know, thank you so much for uh, listening and, Sticking with, you know, many of you have stuck with us for three years, you know, and it's just, um, I'm glad that you have included us in your routine in your life. And, um, you know, I'm glad, uh, you know, we have this connection of some kind. It's appreciated. After three years, you want to be our friends? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, we didn't ask to be friends. They just listen to us for, you know, depending on the speed they put on the podcast, yeah, exactly. anywhere from a half hour, 40 minutes to an hour a day or hour a week, you know, and I'm sure that's enough. That's, uh, yeah. but, uh, yeah, to the friends and family that have, uh, been supportive with us for this, you know, thank you so much. And, uh, again, you know, the listeners that we've never even met or seen or and interacted with. the family with, that doesn't listen, talking to you, mom. No. Thanks. <laughs> What are you, Italian? You know, a hold a grudge. Yeah. So it's just, uh, no, there's a real just deep thanks. And we, I, you know, I can speak personally myself, but I know Jen's the same. It's just really, really thankful and blessed and appreciative of uh, the support and all that. Um, 
it really was a thing we started and we were just like, eh, maybe it'll last a year. Yeah. You know, and um, it's evolved into this thing. Yeah, we literally um, thought we were just leaving like an yeah. archive of us for our nieces. and. It really was kind of the goal. <laughs> you know, the goal was because uh, we don't have kids, you know, yeah. to just kind of have this, uh, you know, because I mean, I, we're on a paid for host now, but. You know, at some point when this does expire, I'll probably just push it over to uh, some free hosting thing or yeah. something like that. And, you know, it doesn't have all the bells and whistles of our current host, which we're very happy with. It's mm-hmm. Captivate, if you're mm-hmm. interested in that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Captivate's been very good with us. And, you know, we are considering some things which in the next episode we'll kind of throw those teasers out. Um, but it's been, yeah, it's been quite a ride. And we were just hoping to maybe leave a chronicle of, when, you know, especially like your nieces and nephews, you mm-hmm. know, get older, mm-hmm. you know, because they're younger, um, you know, maybe we're not around or maybe, you know, we're just maybe we've moved or, you know, right. we just yeah. didn't, and we thought, you know, this is a, a glimpse of what they could see, what your auntie Jen was like mm-hmm. and, um, you know, our, our personalities and whatnot. So it's been a really cool experience just in that regard alone. But then to find out it spawns out into this and it's multiple countries and multiple listeners. and. Yeah. Uh, different interests and um, you know it's just uh, doing all the different episodes challenging our stances on things you know because like I said earlier uh, opening this you know I've grown in the last three years to where I have a total different position on uh, the paranormal the supernatural um, cryptids you know Mm -hmm. all these types of things Uh, and I can't wait to explore those deeper um, you know so Without further ado, yes. Rule number one: No Ouija boards. No. Number two: No dolls. No way. Uh, rule number three: No capes. Nope. Number no four: No blood rituals. Nope. Five: No cults, satanic or otherwise. Yeah, and if you don't believe us, we do a cult of the month, and yeah, it's uh, yeah, we it never works out well. Not really. No. You know. Number six: No apathy. You need to act to help enact a positive change in this world. Say yeah. hi, wave to people. Tell be you kind. what, we need it now more than ever. We sure do. You know, this hate's got to stop. It does. It really, really, truly does. It's uh, it's something that pains me more and more every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stuff I see on social media it just makes it makes me want to cry. Yeah. I just I'm gonna say it for what it is. I'm not gonna try to act like a a super tough guy. It's just uh the the hate that people have in them. Yes. is scary. Yes. It's really ratcheted up to scary. And what you have now is you have young kids, like you want to talk about cults now. These are young kids that have had a narrative shoved in their head yep. and they've been raised with this and that's all they know, mm-hmm. that's all they think, and that's all they're exposed to. Mm-hmm. And it's sad. It's it so sad um, that we're in this position. And, you know, I don't know what the reason, or, you know, I don't know what the way is out of that other than trying to find commonalities with each other and start loving each other. Yeah. That's really, and I think, unfortunately, we're in a position where we're going to have to muscle through these kind of dark things that are coming around. Um, it's crazy on social media, just the comments, just how terrible some of them are, mm-hmm. you know, and I told you, I was like, yeah, if we want to fix social media, my number one thing, shut off comments. Yeah. Just have people post stuff. You can do a thumbs up or a little meanie face or a thumbs down or a yeah, laugh or a heart. Whatever. And that's it. But, you know, take the comments out because honestly, the toxicity is just 
unreal. Mm-hmm. And now the tough part is, is you got AI that's mixed in with all this. And I mean, it's amazing. You're hearing people say, well, you know, you're a liar because you're basing all your stuff. You're, you're not you're a liar, but you're misinformed because everything you saw was AI generated. And my response to that is that maybe your stuff was AI generated. Yeah. How do you know? You yeah. know, um, you really got to start opening your mind to that concept that, you know, we've spoken in, in previous episodes where there is a battle for your mind right now. Yes. There is a war for your mind. And, uh, and that's currency. So next rule. Don't engage with black-eyed people. No way. Don't do it. No. You know, none of them. They'll be asking ketchup for their apple and, Don't man, give them that either. Oh, you give them that and then you're done. You know, Pretty much. You wake up and your butt's sore in the car. Mm-hmm. In a ditch. You know. Then yeah. you gotta find out. You gotta implant in you. You know. I don't go to the black-eyed children. And now, like now you're an episode on Oh The Horror Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least... <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much for listening. And uh, we look forward to uh, destroying ourselves uh, later this evening. I'm not looking forward you know, to it, but we will destroy sure, ourselves for sure. your entertainment. You know what? I hope Are we, you not entertained? I hope we kick its ass. I hope we I, do, I really too. do. I hope we kick its ass. Yeah. That's, you know, I that's that's the ship I'm rolling in. That's how I'm going in the dock. Okay. Yeah, so... Thank you so much, as always, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Have an amazing day, a lovely week. Make good choices. Take care.